thousand times We play the start of every episode You know all the rhymes With Logger, Matt and Stephen And even Gavin too Oh, you know all the words Now come on, sing along Come on, come on you Regular, regular, regular features Regular, regular, regular features Regular, regular, regular features Regular features of show This is the regular features theme tune, but you already know that. You've heard it hundreds of times. It's been at the start of every single episode. Come on, baby, stand up and clap and sing and clap and clap and clap and clap your hands and sing and clap and clap along and sing and clap. This is the bit where the steel drums kick in. You've heard it all so many times. Sing along with the theme tune. Know the words because you've heard it before. It's a culturally embedded phenomenon. You can't think about steel drums without also thinking about the regular features podcast. Regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular, regular, regular features. A regular features of show. The way the musical notes are occurring is predictable to you. A moment of precious familiarity. Forget that the world can be so fucking cool. Without the comfort of this theme tune, your life will fall apart. Anchorless and adrift alone. Increasingly making poor life decisions. Regular, regular, regular features. Regular, regular, regular features. Regular, regular, regular features. Regular features show. Regular, regular, regular features. Regular, regular, regular features. Regular, regular, regular features. Our constant reassurance says that this is a jingle you know. Might seem strange and arbitrary, almost as if it wasn't so. But under what weird circumstances would we need to convince you that a jingle that you never heard before was the one that we always, always do? Now here comes your favorite verse, the one about the friendly dog. He backs and jumps and has some fun. He can dig up bones and dance with love. Baby, what do you mean you don't remember this bit about the crazy dog? This crazy dog and dance with love. It's your favorite verse in the whole theme tune song. I explicitly remember you saying that this was your favorite verse. What are you trying to do here, baby? Are you inferring that I'm alive? Regular, regular, regular features. Regular, regular, regular features. Regular, regular, regular features. Regular features of show. Regular, regular, regular features. Regular, regular, regular features. Regular, regular, regular features. Regular features of show. Welcome. It's episode number 134 of Regular Features. Um, that jingle's a bit long. We should probably cut that down a bit. We play at the start of every single any, episode. We never had any complaints about it. No, so it's true. I think it's, it's true. probably fine. That's a good point. If it was shit, someone would have told us by now. Yeah. Absolutely. And we're at Warwick Avenue. I saw that Warwick Avenue is 100 years old. It is. So happy birthday to Warwick Avenue. Uh, Today? Apparently, at the moment. So, <laughs> I think it's still looking really good. Everything still appears to be working fine down there. So, yeah. <laughs> You're talking like it's an old woman. Like, yeah, she's not sweating that much, so it's good. Yeah, no matter how many places we take this on tour, you always bother to learn one fact. One local fact. That's what makes you professional. Um, well, yeah, without further ado, should we do some features? Yes. Yeah. Well, yeah. Some of you may or may not know, or some of you definitely know, that Gav has just been on a date. This is why I'm struggling here. There's roses and pints by my chair. How many pints he's got? He's got like. 
three pints and some roses and some I gave some change. money to buy me them like not because I wanted the, this guy here like <laughs> not because I wanted people to go oh look someone's bought him drinks but because I wanted to drink them okay so just to be clear <laughs> I'm not that fucking lovely <laughs> yet but those of you who listen to the podcast will know there was a thing recently where a chap tried to crowdfund his um, successes of, of finding the perfect match in the world by um, chap is really nice it's a nice word, isn't it? Wait, but, uh, bellend. <laughs> Chapped bellend. <laughs> Chapped bellend. It ended up with a bit of a furore involving us and Gavin. Oh, we thought we'd kind of twist it around and try and make some more money for charity by having, instead of one person going on 13 dates uh, with different people, we'd send Gav on 13 dates with this at the same time. You so really misphrased that. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Can I suggest something like, you should adjust that because there's no way you're going to keep this up. Well, I just want to look at you when I talk. It inspires right. me. So Gav went on a date with Also, you say people. we. We organise this thing. Mm. <laughs> All right, so I have very I little to do with this. <laughs> I was kind of playing on the fact that if you're doing something for charity, you can really get away with an awful lot of things. Yes. So I just signed up Gav to have a date with 13 people simultaneously before doing a live show. Mm. Uh, but everyone paid some money for charity, so it's fine. But... Um, <laughs> What Gav didn't know. <laughs> what Gav didn't know was I thought I'd kind of try and give you a little bit of your own medicine to a degree, and I'm not sure how well it have worked. But I thought, like, you know, you often just spend a lot of your time going out of your way to try and cause people grief for no apparent reason. So what I did was I gave everybody on the date yeah. a little secret mission. Something that they had to maybe try and do throughout the date and so they see if they get away with it. You know something strange during the date? Well, other than the fact there was fucking ten men <laughs> trying to suck me off. There, were, there was one bit, and I, I won't say what it is just in case it spoils your thing, but there, yeah, there was a couple of things that... A couple of strange things happened. The thing is, though, like, I don't... Like, obviously, the people who came on the date are really, really nice people, obviously, but... Um, if, if they say something weird to me, I'm just going to, in my head, go, oh, that's lovely, that's really nice. In my head, going, what a fucking mental. <laughs> like, you told me that somebody said it was their first date ever, which is both heartbreaking and beautiful. Oh. Well, yeah, he said, where is, is he? Was that a fucking lie? No. All right, good. <laughs> <laughs> he said it's his first date, but he's also married, so I don't know what the fuck this is. <laughs> so you didn't go on a date, but you're married to him. It's like the longest one-night stand ever. <laughs> That's not very nice. You're fucking wife, mate. <laughs> Show the respect. Unbelievable. If later. Okay. So first off, first off, Martin. That wasn't one of them. No, that wasn't one of them. See, I've that's a really lonely man <laughs> with a wife. He loves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not going very well. He's slagging her off just now. I love oh. this. I should start telling you. I should oh. just start telling Gav that I'm doing this about everything in his life, just to sort of yeah. sow this seat of like distrust in your life. It was like a Truman Show thing going on. So you I was you like... gave these people missions. Yeah, I did. So on the Martin, date with Gav. Martin Rawcliff, Cliff. Martin Rawcliffe. All right. That's that's him then. <laughs> the man incensed that I, I misread his name. Uh, your little mission during this was to try and accidentally sit on Gav's lap or get him to accidentally sit on your lap. <laughs> did you manage it? I did, indeed. You did? I have photo evidence. <laughs> There's photographic evidence of you sitting on Gav's lap. That didn't appear to be too can I? Can I just say, he was meant to accidentally sit on it. He went, do you mind if I sit on my lap and take a photo <laughs> on your lap and take a photo? <laughs> like, oh, yes. I don't failed. know about that. I don't think actually, no, he, no, to be honest, he did say, do you mind if I take a selfie with you? And I went, yeah, I mean, you technically own me till six o'clock. <laughs> do whatever you want. Then he sat on my lap and I did think, 
That is a bit odd. <laughs> but then he did pay £10 to come drink a pint with me, so yeah. I don't know. Well, Simon Lee, actually, whoever, Simon Lee, Hello. you had to try and take a selfie with Gav, but then that you weren't then happy with, and then proceed to ask for it to be retaken a total of five times. <laughs> Damn it, brilliant! Nice. How did you not notice this was bizarre? Oh, you should see the photos. <laughs> <laughs> because he, you fucker. <laughs> 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 because he took a selfie and I was like, but the, the people asking to take a photo of me is fucking weird enough anyway. <laughs> that he just went, oh, I took a photo, and he went, oh, that shit. <laughs> and then, but then he said, oh, take loads. So I don't know about that. Did you deliberately close your eyes on each one? Oh no, my eyes were closed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm afraid of what this is because some of them I really liked, and now I'm thinking, will they just pretend to be my friend? Your whole life is a lie, girl. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, you no. didn't get my actual girlfriend in on this, did you? No, I didn't. <laughs> like, that would have been a good idea. Eight months ago. No. <laughs> <laughs> We'll talk about that later. The long con. <laughs> uh, Philip Kinchington. Your mission was to tell everyone at the date that your name was Ruth Benson and that you travelled all the way from Crewe. That didn't fucking happen. <laughs> Fairly easy. Are you fucking oh. kidding me? You brought fucking flowers <laughs> and chocolates, but you couldn't tell everyone your name was Ruth Benson. <laughs> we also had a thing where this, like, uh, the the guy who was obviously running the place came over and was like, "Are you guys having food tonight?" But he was like the most smartly dressed person to the point where Luffy were like, "Fuck." Uh, Matt's organised a stripper. <laughs> and he kept saying, oh, that's a really nice waistcoat. But he's not wearing a waistcoat. <laughs> oh, I should have ordered you a stripper. That would have been brilliant. Yeah, but that's money taken away from the cause, surely. <sighs> Ross Kennedy was tasked with convincing Ross? Gav. Ross? You were tasked with convincing Gav that the mean nature of his features in the podcast are caused by a malevolent spirit and they then offer his services to remove this spirit in exchange for payment. That didn't happen, Ross, you didn't fucker. Uh. No, look, in my defence, I was so taken by the date that I just forgot. Sometimes we can get swept away in the moment and forget that we... Swept away in love. ...that we want to get rid of ghosts for money. Okay, Sam Rose. Which one's Sam? Hello, Sam. Um, convince Gav that you are a professional badminton player. Nope. At the point at which anyone makes a saucy pun about shuttlecocks, behave as though you have genuinely never heard anyone do that. <laughs> <laughs> Sam, you fucking pussy, why didn't you do that? I bought the ticket like an hour before we went on the date. Sam, I don't want to hear him, mate. Uh, it's a shame, it was an easy one. It's too late for that, mate. George Conway? Yeah. Try and convince everyone else on the date that you are a conspiracy theorist. I told them that the pub we were in was owned by Saddam Hussein. That's really good. What's his name, George? Just over here. He told it was that was George just told everyone that the pub they were in was owned by Saddam Hussein's nephew. <laughs> also, George, do you want to tell him where you told me that? <laughs> told him that in the toilets. That's yeah. That's a really hardballing and a conspiracy theorist. Uh, Chris Lees, I've just got to apologise to Chris Lees because when you first emailed me, I immediately went fuck off because I thought you were my brother and you're, and you're not my brother. Um, but you had to try and get Gav to sign your chest. You didn't no. do it. That was a difficult one. That's honest, quite I difficult only one. gave you that one because I thought you were my brother, which was a bit unfair. Um, and finally, what we got? We got James Vokes. Did James? Did you make it on the? You did make it on the date then. Fantastic, because you were worried you weren't going to make it. But I said, this is tricky. 
give Gav an actual kiss on the lips with his permission because obviously you need his permission Jesus Christ James what the hell is wrong with you you can't just go around kissing men in public when they haven't consented fuck what the fuck James I, I did not get to any bases on this did that date, happen so. well technically the date's not over I think he could still achieve his mission right Yeah, and I'm pretty sure his wife's going to fucking divorce him after this. <laughs> kiss him. Kiss him. Kiss him. So you got your wife's right, consent? Got Do we have Gav's consent? You got your wife's consent. What's stopping you, mate? These fuckers just have to lie. And I have to answer this. You're allowed, to, you're allowed to put your hand over your mouth as long as you make it extra movement-y. <laughs> we, are on a, we are on a stage. We're on a stage. It's their theatre. Come on. Come on. You can there fake it. Good job. That was hot. Okay. So thank you so much to everybody who went on a date with Gav at the same time. I hope it was as awkward for you as it was for him. That was. It wasn't awkward at all. It was actually really, really nice. But now I'm afraid that you're doing this all the time. <laughs> I've always been an evil. You've raised a lot of money for this charity. What if you're not? I've, have they given you a receipt? Because I want to see it. I want to see that this money's gone to them. And you're not just paying random people. Actually, initially, it is all just in my bank account, but I'm going to pay out tomorrow, I promise. Good! <laughs> <laughs> but I will give it to a charity, I promise. I am evil, but I'm not that evil. But okay. anyway, that's the end of my evil feature. That was really good. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Is it time for my regular feature? I think now? so. Well, my regular feature started... We don't do jingles anymore, live jingles. We should definitely do one. What's a good live jingle we should do? The first one we did. We could do the theme tune. Sandman! That's Sandman. Sandman. Oh, Sandman's easy. Regular feature. Yes. What's the next one? Bum, 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 bum. I have something to do with Gav's bum. Bum, 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 bum. As sweet, as sweet as roses. Bum, 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 In which the girls would like to stick their noses. Hey, that's not a bad memory call, that one. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, do you remember how long it took us to do that the first that's seven hours? There's like a 20-minute like version of that recording, which is as us arguing for like 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So who's going to do the yeah? <laughs> well, I think we were just out of tune for ages. And like Joe Scrubbles, who's been on the um, podcast a couple of times, for some reason found a USB that you had put all our jingles on and it had the fucking secret uh, jingle and it was 20 minutes of us just rowing. <laughs> Which we should probably run out but then Joe was like, oh, it sounded really, really funny and then it sounded like none of you liked each other. <laughs> we just sat there for 20 minutes trying to think of songs that had five syllables as their main hook. But, uh, was that, a f have we done the jingle? Yes, that's it. Yeah, yeah probably. Go. Um, this feature started with me trying to, my initial plan was, um, is there porn of it? Whereas I sort of, I throw it open to you. Is there porn of this thing? This so, thing. Yeah, this thing. Well, there's, there's porn of you, so there's plenty of porn of this five thing. times over. <laughs> Not yet. I dominate that category of porn. <laughs> but in researching niche porn, I became aware of a character called Chuck Tingle, who um, <laughs> you might be aware of the man. I mean, I'm going to pass this script around. I've, I've, he's written about 20 short novels that are available for about two pounds each. Is this real now? Come on. Amazon. So this is a genuine book that's available on Amazon. <laughs> it's called I'm Gay for My Living Billionaire Jet Plane. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know a lot of people on this date asked me if the script that we read out the other day saying that it was that you had written it when you were a kid, if that was real or not. And I had to say, like, no, it's genuinely real. Is this real? <laughs> this is a... 
Well, it's not a. It's, I've taken it out of novel form and put it into a script form. But <laughs> mm. every passage in this book is in every passage in the script is in the book. Okay, I've just introduced a narrator to. So this is plagiarism. It's homage. <laughs> it's, uh, it's fair use. Chuck would be well up for it. It's fine. So the the basic plot of I'm gay for my living billionaire jet plane is a man who, well, as we join at this point in the script, let's say, a man is on board a jet plane, and he's nervous about taking off. So let's let's start off here. Right, um, I, I don't know who we are. Are you going to tell us? Gav, you be Keith. Sweet. Steve, you be Alex. Okay. Can I have a bit of one of your points, Gav? Yeah, why not? Thanks. If I, I mean, they were bought for me by someone who went on a date with me, so if you pass out halfway through, <laughs> <laughs> it's probably been bought by the guy who's in the unhappy marriage of the front row. <laughs> <laughs> they're really happy, they're smiling. If they're that happy, why don't you just kiss a man? Yeah. He. <laughs> she didn't. She can. Get her up. <laughs> Here. <laughs> okay. So we're on board the plane. The flight and the flight attendant keeps coming and giving me miniature bottles of vodka, which are helping a lot, but I'm still anxious. I grip the seat in front of me tightly, my fingers pressed hard into the cushion as if somehow my tightening grip can help settle these unruly air currents. Another massive bump and I'm about to break into panic mode. This can't be normal, can it? Hey, man. Change that into the third person because I'm supposed to be the narrator. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. We now we move over good. to the actual people involved. Hey, man, it's going to be all right. Hello, who, who's there? Uh, Keith, it's nice to meet you. I'm Alex, but I still don't know who you are. Where you are. Where you are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, you're Keith, I know that. <laughs> but I don't know where you are. I'm Keith, ha, ha, ha. And I'm all around you. I'm not sure what you mean. I'm the plane, you goof. <laughs> And that's how you're introduced to the idea that the plane is a sentient, oh, living billionaire excellent. jet plane. It's very plane. How can a jet plane be a billionaire? We'll come to that. In the paragraph that I'm going to skip over, we find out that the plane is a card counter at casinos. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody planes. <laughs> and after that brief conversation, and thankful for the steady landing in difficult conditions, Alex goes around to Keith's house. And it's fair to say that he's quite excited about what might happen. <laughs> it's a beautiful home. I'd love to show you around, but I can't fit through the doors. <laughs> Why would it in his Already own house? Already a seed of heartbreak in this. Um, after that point, they, Alex applies uh, sunscreen to Keith's wings, and um, sex begins to happen. <laughs> Looking good. Looking real good. Keith slaps Alex's ass as he leans forward. <laughs> then Alex reaches backwards with both hands and spreads his gay butthole to get a good look at the twink he's about to fuck silly. How do you like to shove that swollen plain cock up this tight little ass of mine? Get on! Once he's full of aircraft dick, Alex slides back and forth along Keith's smooth exterior. <laughs> For a plane, he really knows how to hit the inside of my asshole. <laughs> for a plane. <laughs> for a plane. Yeah, he's, he's setting the bar low there. <laughs> not bad for a plane. Now, I just... I'm not going to make you read the whole of the book. The book is 20 pages <laughs> That's long. That's a real book. It's a, it's a genuine real book. And that happens inside of this book. Yeah, so... Bollocks. Absolute bollocks, does it? Shush. <laughs> it's fruitless going down this because I'm never going to convince you without bringing up Google and that's not good podcast. <laughs> no, it's not. You're right, actually. Sorry, yeah. 
So, four questions. Where do you think Alex ejaculates in the plane? <laughs> Cockpit, yeah, it's got to be. Cockpit, more specifically, the captain's chair. <laughs> Typical co- Alex. Is that good for the plane, though? When I mean, it comes to the plane's turn in the flip-flop scenario, where do you think the plane's arsehole is? The, the fuel... Pipe. What about the... I thought the fuel pipe... No, I think it's the... You know when the wheels go down? Like at the back? The back wheels go in down bit. The landing gear. The landing gear. <laughs> I'll, I'll, as Alex says, I notice that the left chair has a tiny little hole in the side. I kneel down to inspect the chair and quickly recognise it as Keith's tight, puckered asshole. <laughs> what? I didn't write this! Don't blame me! Where do you think a plane ejaculates from? Probably it's jet engines, both jet engines at the same time. This is like a GCSE it's not, it's not like, <laughs> It's Do not like know inside the airport, is it? Terminal 5 is full of cum. It's <laughs> a plane, Jack Flake. Wherever it wants, it's a fucking plane. <laughs> uh, no, it's out of its dick, of course. <laughs> you men- we mentioned its dick a number of times it's in there. It's a trick question. <laughs> and finally, what do Alex and Keith do for the rest of the night? Fuck, I suppose. Probably cuddle and they fly, fly around. around a bit, yeah. <laughs> they hang by the pool playing blackjack. <laughs> Would they blackjack against a card-counting plane? That's the, <laughs> all, all of Chuck Tingle's books involve a straight guy getting convinced to do something with a, an object or... Well, we'll find out some other things in a moment. Um, and then putting his hands in his butt and pulling them apart and showing him his asshole. <laughs> It's, it's too... Keystone, I've, I've read ten of his books. On, <laughs> I've, I've joined a 30-day free trial of Kindle Unlimited for this. <laughs> I think it's like, now and again when we talk to you, be like, oh, how's the pub? Like, oh, it's, I'm rushed off my feet. <laughs> like, what are you read? Like, imagine going into a pub and be like, all right, barkeep, uh, okay, a pint of that, please. What are you reading? You don't want to know. Is that, I can't so, possibly go into it. So, um, to get back, because I'm not sure we're on a quite tight schedule... Um, this is a quiz, but instead of doing them the questions, you do get questions get asked to at you. <laughs> you may have noticed little stars on your tables, and they, these are used in a voting <gasps> situation after this. And you have to tell me whether this is a Chuck Tingle book or something I did do a write of. <laughs> did do a write of. <laughs> it's called <clears throat> Gay T Rex Law Firm Executive Boner. <laughs> I've given you all names in this one, so that's fine. Surrounding the table are several dinosaurs, dressed to the nines in suits and ties, <laughs> watching hungrily as our protagonist approaches. In the back of the room, a fireplace roars like a dinosaur. Oh, yeah. It's terrifying, full of rippling red flames. It doesn't say like a dinosaur on our script. Like no, that. so that's, that's me. He's, he's actually got some skills. He says a fireplace roars, dinosaurs roar, and then it says it's terrifyingly full of rippling red flames. And what else is rippling? Men's abs. Yeah. So there, so there you go. He's, he's, he's seeding he's, a lot he's of things. Infusing sex. So <laughs> Guys, this is Donny. He's the new human in the office, and he's agreed to let us show him. How as T-Rexes treat greedy little humans on their first day of work? The group roars its approval. <laughs> I don't know what they sound like. How many times have you seen Jurassic Park? <laughs> Loads. You talk about the fact that... You said to me yesterday verbatim, the fact that I allow myself to Jurassic Park to control aspects of my life in ways which are unhealthy, <laughs> and yet you can't even make a dinosaur noise. I've never seen it. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you being serious? 
Uh, you should have read the fine print, shouldn't you? You're providing a service to us, and in return, we will provide a service to you in the form of $10 million. <laughs> that's, that's not a service, that's money. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'm fucking these dinosaurs. <laughs> Resigned. That's oh. so. Hold up your star if you think that is a Chuck Tingle book. It's a lot of stars. Uh, yeah, a few bits. It's about, I'd say about a third of the room. Mm. No, it's, it's more impressive than that. Well, you may notice you've got different coloured stars. Okay. And the most proportional votes are pink. <laughs> pink wins! It's a real Chuck Tingle book. Really? I understand how the game works now. <laughs> pink, by the way, is the central row that's not in the upstairs bit. So, well done. You lot down there. Even the ones who didn't vote, you win because other people are better than you. <laughs> can, can we turn that fan off? This is getting on anyone else's nerves. No, it's fine. Who that's, said me? That's just the projector. It's the projector making yeah. the noise go. Oh, is it? First dinosaurs, now electronics. Do you understand anything? Get it, get it done, mate. Just, I'm on stage. Whatever I say goes. Come on. <laughs> so, no, 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 it doesn't. <laughs> the second story is called Pounded in the Butt by the Wasp Empire. <laughs> it's part of the Wasp Empire trilogy. <laughs> and I'm sorry, the expansionist wasp empire. It had been 400 years since the wasp bureaucracy had deemed it necessary for their survival to amalgamate every hive into a stinger-shaped skyscraper that dominated the east coast of America. <laughs> bzz, bzz. <laughs> Knock it off, Gerald. You know wasps can speak English as well as I do. I know, I was just dicking with you, Jasper. So why did you bring me here today? As the last human on Earth, we need you to go to the West Coast and reduce the gay bee population by tricking them into stinging you in the ass. This is suicidal to a bee, but they're so damn gay for ass that they'll do it anyway. But first, we need to see if your tight little ass is up to the job. Well, what, what's in it for me? Apart from a loss of sex, the Wasp Council of Rhode Island has permitted me to offer you $50 billion as long as you are pounded in the ass by every single bee in California. Well, I guess I'm going to have to fuck a lot of wasps and then a lot of bees. <laughs> I, think the, I think the Wasp Empire trilogy is up there with Asimov. Yeah. I like that. That's Please, hold your stars up if you think that is a Chuck Tingle book. Not a single person <laughs> was convinced. He's toying with the idea. No one. One person like, thinking he's about sort of, it. He's got it in his hand. You might as well give it a punt. Because you'll win. Oh, oh somebody's going pink. Pink lose! <laughs> <laughs> no, that, no one gets a point there. Okay. Basically, I've got to the stage now where I realise that I'm parodying a parody. <laughs> and that isn't so much as satire, so much as imitation. But who cares when you're imitating something as brilliant as this? <laughs> <laughs> Which brings us to Bigfoot Sommelier Butt Tasting. <laughs> With this, a, a little bit of pre-story here. The, uh, a, a, couple, a load of bros have gone up to a hillside retreat and a, on a wine tasting. And like, obviously, being sort of dudes, they think it's a bit gay. And he's at pains to stress how straight he is. But that's until he meets Turbo Gulgot. Uh, a Bigfoot sommelier. <laughs> and this is, this is where we join them. Uh, who's Turbo Gulgot? Yeah, Turbo Gulgot. Who'd make a good Bigfoot? Probably you. You can be Turbo Gulgot. Yeah. Okay, I will. <laughs> I'll narrate. 
I'll be Nick then. Okay. You seem like you have quite an interest in wine tasting. (laughs) And a great palate. I hope so. Do you have any interest in mixing things up? (laughs) Have you ever considered being the one who is tasted? (laughs) Uh, I'm not sure what you mean. Have you ever been tasted? Uh, no, I don't think so. Well, why don't you come back here at 11? The sexiest o'clock there is. (laughs) And I'll show you. All right, sounds good, bro. Later on, after some confusion with the hotel rooms... As a straight man, I've never had enough anyone explore that region before, and especially not with their tongue. I'm not exactly sure if I like it, but soon enough... I'm reaching back to grab my ass cheeks with both hands, spreading myself wide so that Torbo can feast blissfully on my human butt. There's a definite high note of rose with some smooth... <laughs> Why have you got some posh? <laughs> I'm wine-tasting your ass. This demands posh. There's a definite high note of rose with some smooth, buttery lows and a fine, nutty finish. <laughs> This is a delicious asshole. How do we get here? <laughs> also, see these guys here, these two here. They've ne- they don't know what regular features is. <laughs> like they've just been brought by these. This guy. There's always some people. I always feel so sorry for them. Especially this one. It's nine quid. Hold your stars up. <laughs> yeah. Don't. If you think that was Chuck Tingle. Whoa, stars yeah, everywhere. It's, it does seem like it might have been. I reckon back of the room looks like they're holding up. I am terrible at parodying. Are you Chuck Tingle, though? Seriously? Is that what you've got at the Nottingham to do? Well, I'm going to give it to Lime. Man, I'm fucking every single pink has voted that way. Yeah, you haven't got, got yours up. You haven't got yours up. Pink wins again. Yeah. Pink Tingle. And finally, finally, the final script is called I'm Gay for This Particular Marble Architect Judge. <laughs> So, what does a marble architect judge do? Apart from pound people in the ass, you mean. (laughs) Yes, I suppose I do. I'll tell you what I do. I make buildings out of marbles. (laughs) Marble? No. Marbles. Right. And then I judge them unsafe for public use. Because, because of the marbles? They're a slipping hazard. <laughs> and you're a tornado. I should think that goes without saying. I'm a sentient tornado with a big dick who has made a loss of money, a billion dollars in fact, from building and knocking down the same building again and again. Looks like I'm going to get fucked by a hung billionaire marble architect tornado judge tonight. <laughs> and with that, he pulls his butt cheeks apart. <laughs> That's and prepares to be pounded in the ass. So, who thinks that <laughs> was Chuck Tingle? <laughs> That's proper Chuck, that is. Oh, I thought that was pure Chuck. Oh, what's happening here? Well, it looks like Pink have won the mini eggs. Hand them around, hey. there should be enough for one each. Probably not, there's loads of you. <laughs> if they... Congratulations to Pink. That's it, yeah. that's the end of the feature. Just clap while they pass the eggs around. <laughs> 
I just I just demanded a clap. <laughs> I do have to say though, like what you write is suspiciously like Chuck Tingle. It's like yeah. this is like in Parks and Rec where uh, Ron Swanson is that saxophone guy, and this is what you've been doing all along. It's Duke Silver. <laughs> I want to get in touch with the guy, but he's he's. I don't think his real name's Chuck Tingle. <laughs> It's real name, something like John Blythe. It's so fucking no, I weird. Did, I did search him. There's a guy on LinkedIn called Chuck Tingle, but he's a chef. <laughs> and, and I looked through the Chuck Tingle back catalog, and there's nothing about getting pounded in the ass by a chef. So, <laughs> different Chuck Tingle. A Bigfoot chef. Maybe he feels that writing about that would make it a bit too much of an obvious, obvious connection. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And he might get in trouble with his employees. <laughs> That's a boring fact, but true. I, I think it's him. I think it's Log. <laughs> Definitely him. Do you even have a pub? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's time for the next feature, I think. We've got to get a good in. Should we do a jingle? Regular features, regular features. What is a feature coming next? Let us see. <laughs> Who here has been a victim of a crime? No one. <laughs> Brilliant. Crime doesn't exist, man. It's just uh, paranoia. <laughs> what happened in your crime? Oh. That's fucked up. Who's got a better crime than phone, <laughs> than phone got nicked? Someone's pointing at this girl. Don't say anything bad. <laughs> a man with his willy out in a park. That's, that's, that's bad. Yeah, that's can, you, than, yeah. can you point the man out to the rest of the room? <laughs> Shut up, Steve. <laughs> Which is a fucking trick. <laughs> it's a fucking wind-up. <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> you should and be a counsellor, Gav. That's fucking beautiful. <laughs> yeah. And I'm really sorry. My dad's never come to London again, so it's all right. Um, but I was a victim of a crime recently. Oh, that's right. Don't feel sorry for him. He's Gav. Oi, that's enough. <laughs> but yeah, I was a victim of a crime recently. I won't tell you what that is. But um, I contacted the local police station genuinely, and was told by someone who clearly had more time to do other things than do what I wanted her to do that what I had said was not a good use of her time. I've lost the thread You can't control the police. This is dangerous. (laughs) I was a victim of a crime. The police didn't want to know. So, and I phoned up the police station two or three times and they weren't up for it. So I thought I'd enlist a solicitor to help me make the police realise that it was actually a really serious thing that was going on with me. So I found a local solicitor and sent a message through their contact form. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it might not be that funny, so don't... To whom it may concern, which is you. Though this also concerns me and one other person, but I don't know who they are. Also, it concerns the police, but don't worry about that. It mainly concerns you. Hello. I have been a victim of a crime. I know. Awful, isn't it? It's taken me a long time to be able to talk about it. But now that I'm able, I'm glad that it's with your fine establishment. Where was I? Oh, yes, the crime. Last week, I parked my bike by those racks outside Moore Park Station. You know the ones. There wasn't much room. Cheers, Boris. (laughs) But I found a space for my bike. It's silver. Did I mention that? No, well, it is. It's really silver. (laughs) When I returned after a hard day's graft of the job that I do, I discovered, to my incandescent horror, that the lights had been nicked off the front of my bike, and I had to ride my bike home in the dark. Which is a crime in itself. Which is a crime in itself. The only criminal I see here is you, Gav. (laughs) I was terrified doing this because I'd also been drinking, which didn't help matters. And I I almost crashed twice. 
and a big lorry beeped at me like he was going, come on. And I was like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I have contacted the local authorities who didn't seem nearly as horrified as I'd hoped that I'd been robbed. I've basically been robbed at gunpoint, though no, actually with a gun or nothing. And so I am turning to you with a matter to get some proper legal weight behind my case so that the 5-0 might take it seriously. What do you reckon? (laughs) I think it's an open and shut slam dunk rape maker case myself. (laughs) Just one thing I need to know at this point. Are you in? (laughs) Let me know ASAP as as I have others waiting in line, but I want to come to you first with this because I heard you're the best. Cheers. Get in on the ground floor on this one. This could go all the way to the Court of Appeals. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Gav. I didn't actually use Gav. I used a different thing, but still. I've replaced what name I did with Gav, or it, and it actually makes it a little bit funnier. Their first reply. Dear Mr. Gav. Because <laughs> I only put the first name. <laughs> we are very sorry to hear about your bike crime. However, if the police cannot help you with this, I don't think there's anything that we can do. Thank you for getting in touch, and good luck. Guys! <laughs> I think you're missing the point here. It's not just about the bike crime. I could have been killed. <laughs> this isn't about the lights. It's bloody attempted bloody murders. What if it wasn't even random? What if this was calculated? What if someone is trying to off me? They might have failed this time, but this kind of sick individual seems like they'd be back to try again. I'm living in constant fear, and I saw you guys on my internet like a light from one of them towers that sits on a cliff to help boats come in from the sea. (laughs) What are they called? Oh, it's going to bug me all day. (laughs) Tower guides? Tower guides. (laughs) Light towers? Yeah, light towers, that's the one. You guys want my big light tower, and I'm a boat. I guess the crime itself will be the cliff? Not sure where the police are. Don't let me down, though. I know you can do this. Yours in constant, sweaty fear, Gav. <laughs> this is not a reply for ages. Then I get, re- then I, so I replied to them, Lighthouse, Jesus, Lighthouse. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, Lighthouse, what, what must you think of me, eh? <laughs> anyway, thanks for being my Lighthouse. Ha <laughs> ha, jokes, I know it's Lighthouse now. Thanks, bye, <laughs> two kisses. <laughs> Dear Mr. Gav, still Mr. Gav, I never like said the surname of the person that I made up because I didn't make one up for him, so that's fine. They are polite. Yeah. <laughs> we are very happy that you consider us with such high regard, but as my colleague said in our last email, there's really nothing we can help you with. So the thing I feel bad about this is... They passed him off to... Uh... No, but I think, like, obviously the... Uh, at this point, I was like, oh, I feel a tiny bit bad because the contact form is obviously going through to, like, multiple people all the time. So <laughs> someone's getting an email going... Sheila, is, do you know what this is about? <laughs> like, Has anyone emailed this guy? Yeah. He keeps Has anyone emailing us. Yeah. Has anyone emailed him? If so, can you stop emailing him? But then she ends it with, or he, I don't know, good luck with your case. My reply. Ah, so you're admitting I have a case. <laughs> you said it. Good luck with your case. I think you want to help me, but you're too afraid of something. <laughs> What's going on? I've seen Borgen. Have they got something on you? (laughs) Have they got something on you? I really think you should reconsider. Imagine the headline. Solicitors who were a bit scared to take a case end up taking the case in the end because they really believed in the guy who got his lights nicked and then they went on to win the case and it was great. Drinks are on me. (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine that on the front page of some paper. I'd probably get it framed. 
I would also get one frame for you so that when you're having a rubbish day, you can look up at it and be like, yeah, things were good back then, baby. <laughs> what do you reckon? Last chance. It's definitely the last chance. Yeah. <laughs> they replied, number three, dear Mr. Gav, once again, we really cannot help you with this. Might we suggest you don't leave your lights on your bike next time? Whoa. Uh, that's legal advice. That's fucking victim blaming. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks again for your emails. It is log, you're right. And I recognize victim blade. <laughs> uh, I, I just, thank you. Go ahead. <laughs> I was going to say it's that most bike lights are made like, so they're e really easy to take off your bike. That's 100% oh, my you're fault. You're victim blaming as well, Max. I am. Are I'm you? just going to go out there and do this. You should have taken your How about you just bike? don't steal bike lights? Well, I don't. I've cut, a, I've cut a bit out of this where I sent them a picture of my bike. So they, the people who would nick my lights, this generally happened. Um, it's, they're set up so you can just clip them off. That's and yes, that is for you to do, guys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's for the listeners to do. Um, it's for me. So it was obviously my fault, but they, they did send an email going, uh, I've seen the clip and you can just clip them off. But I've cut that bit out, but it's still funny. <laughs> <laughs> my reply. So you're saying I'm to blame then? Oh, that's rich coming from you. I suppose if I'd gotten me home robbed, I don't know why I said me home. <laughs> Oh. gotten me home robbed it would be my fault for having a house I suppose <laughs> that's really upset me actually guys I'm going to take a little break from writing this I'm not going to send this until I come back because I'm just that wound up <laughs> okay I'm back and I've calmed down a bit <laughs> still though I really have faith in you guys but if you think you can't handle the case then that's fine might you be able to recommend me a better solicitors, please? Maybe one that isn't so heavily involved in organized crime, please. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much. I wonder how many emails I get just like that every day from genuine fucking... <laughs> yeah, the thing is, like, I find it wonderful that through spending a lot of time talking to idiots on Facebook, you've like beautifully appropriated the, like, the way they talk. And now you can just add to this white noise that people receive from dickheads. <laughs> thing is, though, like... If I was at a solicitor and I got all this, I would, I would think it was bollocks and I would be like, oh, someone's having me on. No, you haven't dealt with the public enough. Mm. Well, especially I have. The, especially the crime committee <laughs> public. I don't know, I just, I don't know. Mr. Gav, we have been fascinated with your case. Fascinated. <laughs> so this is from someone who's a little bit higher up, I think, so. Hey, you've seen the Mr. Gav files? <laughs> this is from, uh, that case is wild. This is from Ali McBeal herself. <laughs> Take a look in the boxes. There's tons of them. You imagine they're going to make a serial about this at one point, like the pocket, like, dun, dun. like we ignored him for ages because he seemed he was like properly mental. <laughs> Turns out it was real. Mr. Gav, we have been fascinated with your case, but we'd like it if you stopped emailing. Your emails go to our interns and are not really set up for receiving messages from prospective clients. So, because I started the email from like uh, an internet comment thing, so I think. I don't know what they're set up for dealing with, if it's not that. Yeah. Or proper cases that they then... Who's, no, if you're right. a proper case, I'm sure that comes from a different thing. Like, well, no, because then they'd just be like, oh, well, this was a person proper case, we'll talk to them properly on email rather than just leaving you on the kind no, of... No, 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 but I emailed them from, like, the website's, like, contact form. Yeah. No one's setting up a real case with that, surely. You never know. Yours could have been if it wasn't shit. <laughs> Oi, that's enough. Um... Your emails go to our interns and are not really set up for receiving messages from prospective clients. I had my entire bike stolen once from right outside the office so I can empathize with the situation, but as we said, there's nothing we can do. So I sort of 
I sort of sensed it was coming to the end, so I said, it's all right. I found the lights. They were under a bush. (laughs) 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 But because I sort of sensed, like, I had someone maybe a little bit higher up. It was coming all from the same email address all the time, uh, except for the first one. So, (laughs) it's all right. I found the lights. They were under a bush. Do you want me to check if your bike is there? (laughs) (laughs) What does it look like? And then I didn't get a reply. So I said, I had a look, no bikes there, I'm afraid. Really sorry about that, but I think it's probably karma for you not taking my case. (laughs) If you'd agreed to help me, I bet I would have found your bike there good as new. You're lost, guys. Then I got a reply from them. (laughs) But this is the only one that I got that wasn't like, the last reply that I got from them was not like, like it was written differently here, but like, it was from like a different email address I've never seen before. And I think, I almost think it was like a personal email address, but they said, it's not really a loss because that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> so, my, <laughs> huh? so my last reply to them is, actually I did find a bike and I'm just riding it around now. Pretty sure it is yours. It looks like yours and it's just as fun as you described. <laughs> I'm going to keep it now because of what I said about karma. <laughs> Just done a wheelie, and I'm taking this to a velodrome. First chance I get. <laughs> so long, suckers. Marvelous <laughs> oh, work. Before we go on, you know, many of you may know about the ongoing saga of my pub getting a bad review on TripAdvisor. <laughs> And I just want to thank the person who ever, if they're here tonight, I just want to come down there and roll around in your face and lap. <laughs> but that's definitely one of you lot. What can I say? The King William is definitely set to become a regular feature for me. <laughs> Met up with a couple of old friends and had a great time. Great atmosphere. Really friendly staff. Wouldn't normally leave a review, but after the owner, John, went the extra mile, I accidentally dropped my phone into my drink. He got me a big bag of dry rice to leave it in to dry it out and really save the day. And my new phone, a real hero. That never happened. A bag of, <laughs> a bag of rice, as I said, I don't think that would work as fixing a phone. But it's such a believably shit story. Yeah. I fell in love with whoever wrote it. John Marvelous. D9, you're my new boyfriend. Sorry, Stuart. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it, Log the Friendly Landlord. Oh, I'll get you a big bag of rice. Yeah. We'll have your new phone good as new. We don't right even stock rain. any rice. I went to a, a nearest rice-selling supermarket. I think that would work, though. I think that... Like, yeah, if you see, drop your yeah. phone in water, put it in a bag of rice overnight, I think the rice uh, extracts all the, uh, the moisture from it. Good as new. So we're learning. Yeah, but not beer. It would work with water. Why are you arguing? It's on your website, mate. Oh, sorry. Okay, sorry. I'm a hero. Fuck's sake. Let's not get involved in the technicality of dropping things into water. You should reply to it as you go in. Look, I have to come clean. This isn't real. It didn't happen. <laughs> Is someone uh, walking yeah. out? No, I'm pissed. Ah, fair enough. Fair enough. There you go. <laughs> Is the toilet by the bar? No, it's all the way downstairs, oh, just, I'm afraid. Can he go no, on the stage? No, yeah, no, get off the stage. Don't you dare go on the stage. <laughs> he can come on the stage, it's fine, come on. Jesus Christ. It's fine. That's ba- Attitude, I like it. That guy's radical. Your friend's got spunk, I like him. <laughs> He's going now as well, my feature's about to start. Oh. <laughs> oh. You what, mate? Steve. <laughs> Steve, do your feature, we've got ten He's minutes. He's got to do his feature in a bit, don't be a dick. <laughs> And now it's time for Steve's regular feature. Hey! Hey! 
Steve's Choose Your Own General Election. As you all know, I'm a big fan of general elections. <laughs> and there's a general election coming up quite soon. I don't know if you heard. All of the prime ministers are going to have a big fight. Fight. Ah, and they're going to decide WrestleMania and it's on Sunday night. Who gets to be in charge of the country? So it's I all thought, fake, isn't it? We could have like a we could have you could simulate a general election battle between the three of you guys. So me and Gav okay. take our shirts off and fight. Yes. All right. Or play my game. We'll play your game. Right. <laughs> <Huh>? <laughs> so we all drew lots before we started. We didn't. And uh, Matt, I was, I was nodding to help you along there. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking, oh, I bet it's going to make me a shit one. Whereas all of the candidates are shit. So, we we uh, all have to uh, assume characters. So there are three characters. And this you've got the Chancellor of Transport. That's who you are. Um, I'll describe him to you. Anybody who has ever seen an iconic London bus will recognize the Chancellor of Transport's famous motto emblazoned on the side. I control all of the buses with my mind. <laughs> The Chancellor of Transport is also responsible for the UK's rail network, and it was his idea in 2005 to loop all of the train tracks in the country around to create a big circle, and then replace all of the trains with just one really long train, long enough to wrap all the way around so that the front carriage joins back up again with the last carriage, and people can just walk through the train and get out at whatever station they needed to get out at. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Chancellor of Transport moves at 160% speed. Fantastic. That's, that's I'm happy with that. That's bang on. Yeah, that's uh, Gav, you are the Minister for Finance. Excellent. The Minister for Finance cares about one thing and one thing only, and that's money. Money is always on his mind. Excellent. Morning, noon, and night. Might as well be money, money, and money to him. <laughs> what time is it, Minister for Finance? Money o'clock. How old are you, Miss Minister for Finance? Money age. <laughs> Uh, the Minister of Finance gets a plus 10 buff to all dice rolls involving money. Excellent. <laughs> and, uh, Log, you drew Education Woman. Oh. <laughs> Every morning. Oh, you were born to play. <laughs> I'm perfectly happy with this. I'm not some cheating teddy handballs, which was in your last adventure. <laughs> Every morning, just before the break of dawn, education woman must teach all of the teachers in the United Kingdom how to do maths, so that all of the teachers can go and teach how to do maths to the stupid children. But you might be thinking, who teaches education woman how to do maths? That one's easy. She learns how to do maths from a glowing egg that she keeps in a pouch around her neck. And every day the glowing egg has some new maths for her to learn. <laughs> This is simply how education woman has always done things. She doesn't know any different. <laughs> and you have a plus eight buff to your wisdom. Excellent. Oh. Is there a... Oh, can you put the picture up on the thing? No. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So glad we did this in a real theatre. Yeah. <laughs> um, scene one, okay. <laughs> it's just not going to do That's it. That's an actual no. It oh, was yeah. going to be a picture of number 10 just to set the, the, the scene. Can we really not? Have you given no, it's fine. Just it's just a picture you've all seen. There's a traffic cone outside number 10. Yeah. <laughs> Can we Does not that do that the entire time? It's <laughs> <laughs> a shit picture of VLC. <laughs> Responsible by VLC now. You are standing inside the office headquarters of the United Kingdom's government, number 10. Downing Street, The Big D, Downton Abbey, Downtown, Browntown, Blairsville, The Cam Shack. You know all the cool names for it because you are important government politicians. All around you are important books about how the police works and what to do if you need to build an airport and how to drive Great Britain around like a massive boat in an emergency. You know government things for running the country. 
<laughs> Suddenly, you hear a klaxon coming from outside the window. Bwah! Bwah! It's the general election, and it's starting without you! <laughs> so, Jeez. you guys need to decide. Uh, I'm going to use my speed buff to quickly make a decision. You can climb out the window. It's the quickest way to get to any general election. Or you can exit through the front door. Or, because you have Education Woman in your party, Hello. you get, you get a, uh, another option, which is ask the glowing egg what to do. Glowing egg. Glowing egg. Glowing Gav, egg. Gav, Gav. Glowing These egg. have been here for so long, I'm going to jam them up my T-shirt to make myself a proper education lady. Are we meant to mess with that? No. Are we going to get charged for this? These, these props aren't ours. <laughs> it doesn't matter. I'll give them wherever they want. <laughs> You've asked the glowing egg for advice. A polynomial, says the egg, is an expression consisting of variables and coefficients <laughs> that involves only the operations of addition, subtraction, multiplication, and non-negative integer exponents. I knew it was going to really be... sorry. It's an egg that does math. Of course it's going to talk about math, you fucking idiot. Thank you, glowing egg, whispers education woman. I thought he was getting an actual egg, but it was just tits. <laughs> you hey, now know... Well, now it could be an egg. <laughs> <laughs> Women's bits are generally interchangeable, as far as I understand. <laughs> I think you should swap with him because we really do need to confer for this. <laughs> can I... Can we get him over here? He seems like... No, okay. You stay there. It's fine. Can, <laughs> can we go... I've got nothing but this. I'm all about speed. Let's go through the window. Okay. Just... Okay. You're out the window now. You're now... You are Robin. outside Big Ben. Okay. <laughs> you follow the sound of the election klaxon until you're in front of Big Ben, easily the hottest clock for miles around. But the alluring siren of democracy now appears to be coming from all directions. You try to remember your politician training. The first politician to get to the general election and climb inside the tiny box becomes the new prime minister. Everybody knows that. But in all the excitement, you've forgotten where the general election actually takes place. So now you can go inside Big Ben. General elections tend to happen inside of clocks. Yeah. Uh, you can go west down an alleyway that looks like it might contain something vital to the progression of the story. Go east towards a big red bus that looks like it might be of some utility later in the story. Or because you've got education, woman, you can ask the glowing egg what to do. <laughs> We're not fucking asking that stupid egg anything anymore. No, I don't know about that. I want to go in Big Ben. Let's big go in Big Ben. We'll go Big Ben. Oh, it's not doing that thing where you pull that down and it, tweak, it jumps upwards. You're it's thinking good. about real nipples. <laughs> <laughs> You stroll up to that big clock motherfucker and knock on the door. <laughs> but there's no answer. Inside, you can hear the general election taking place without you. Oh. If you're to have any chance of becoming the next prime minister, you need to get through this door. So stressed, like genuinely. <laughs> hmm, says the Chancellor of Transport. I bet a bus could smash through this door. You, re you return to uh, outside Big Ben. Make him into a bus and smash it through. Well, you, you remember what you could see to the west I can't the turn into a bus, you dickhead. <laughs> no. That would have been in my character description quite clearly. That's an important factor. I remember that there was a bus that might have been of some utility later in the story, but then I heard him say, why don't you go outside? There's a bus outside. And now I feel like my victory has been robbed of me. Well, by a clue. your choices are west down the alleyway, east okay. towards the bus, or you can consult the glowing egg. East bus. Glowing Shut up, egg. egg. We're not doing that egg glowing thing anymore. Egg. Glowing egg. I think you're going to ask the bus. going egg. Yeah, no, we're not asking egg. No, he said east towards the bus. Oh, I don't like eggs. I, I do like eggs, but I don't like maths. 
I want to go to his I'm really conflicted. Ask the egg. Yeah, I want to see what other maths bits you've come written. On, come on, decide. You must have written Put your egg back stuff. up your fucking shirt. We're going to the bus. I like to think you've written more than one maths thing. And if you haven't, I want to hear you bluff maths. <laughs> you asked the glowing egg. Yeah. <laughs> no, we didn't. We said fucking bus. I wrote a joke for this. I need to say <laughs> it. <laughs> I can only teach you one bit of maths per day, says the glowing egg. Oh, sorry, I knew that, says education woman. I don't know what came over me. Stupid, stupid. You're not stupid, says the egg. You're amazing. (laughs) You're education woman. Education woman smiles. Thanks, glowing egg. I needed that. We'll get a plus one to my resolve. (laughs) I'm glad we did that. I've changed my mind. Let's go. Is it east to the bus? East to the bus. bus. Okay. Um, There's so much he's giving past that you'll never get to hear. Yeah, it's a branching storyline. It's a bus. (laughs) I'll sell you this bus for five pounds, says the bus driver. (laughs) But I'm the Chancellor of Transport, protests the Chancellor of Transport. Fine, fine, replies the bus driver. I'll sell you this bus for five pounds, or you can tell me what a polynomial function is. Ask the egg. Ask the egg. No. The egg's already told us. We were I supposed to remember you. it. Yeah, <laughs> guys. See, we've asked gonna... it the one question per day. Oh, I don't listen to maths. Who is listening to maths? Have you just all forgotten. Can you I use maths? Polynomial functions are where you've got one to, uh, squared and like one not squared, one cubed and shit. Can anybody recite what a polynomial function is? <laughs> Nobody. Of course they can't. It's a room full of humans. <laughs> You're going to have to go down that alleyway. I'm he afraid. did tell us. Hang on, Chancellor of Money. Deal with that five quid charge using your money rolls. Oh, yeah. yeah. I've got a fiver on me. There we go. Give Steve a fiver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're driving Teacher the over. bus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thanks. Thanks, guys. <laughs> um, Am I driving the bus? Yeah. Excellent. Now, you're you back in front that. of Big Ben. Sweet. What are you going to do? You're in a bus. It's aimed at the doors. Big Ben. Okay. I'm driving. Smash that fucker over. You smash through the doors of Big Ben in your big bus, <laughs> plowing through hundreds of MPs and doing a big skid around the bell. Yes. What up, motherfuckers? You all shout in unison as you leap from the bus and clamber inside the general election box. You are all the new Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. Yes. Oh, fucking teamwork. I can't believe we all just stood around inside Big Ben while you three figured out a way in and none of us just thought to get inside the box to become the Prime Minister, says one of the dying MPs. It doesn't <laughs> make any sense. You can say that again, shouts the glowing egg. <laughs> you all laugh. <laughs> <laughs> the end. Glowing egg. Glowing egg. Egg, egg, egg. <laughs> We got. Yeah, what time is it? We got ten minutes. We got ten minutes. I think we're done. Or have you? Has anyone got any questions? Do you questions? What was down the alley? Oh, there was a five-pound note with a spider on it. Because <laughs> <laughs> I ate spiders. Yeah, the spider was going to ask you a riddle. Uh, the answer was money. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense. It does make sense. <laughs> That'd be really good. You did tell us very specifically. Don't before. reveal. Don't <laughs> like, reveal that I guided you. <laughs> well, it seems like Log has taken his uh, borrowed bosoms out for the evening. When, when I remove my bosoms, you know the podcast's over. Uh, but yeah, that's been episode number 134. 134 regular features. A live feature. Thank you all so much for coming. Time has really flown by. <laughs> <laughs>
We'll see you downstairs, yeah. maybe for drinks and that. Yes, let's Will get... Will we all fit downstairs? Let's stand on the street. Sir. Yeah. I think there are probably more of us up here than there are people downstairs. So we could fight them? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you're saying. Brilliant. Excellent. Let's go down and fight everyone downstairs. Right. Sounds like a lovely plan. Thanks, everybody. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. <laughs>